Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So last year, when the Kansas City Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell, I was kind of like, meh. And the reason is probably because he was a Steeler. Bottom line, I just, I hate the Steelers, man, and I just, I just, I can't let it go. I just couldn't let it go. Now, with the news this week, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be signing Josh Gordon, a.k.a. Flash. I'm a little bit more excited Probably because he never really was with a uh, opponent that we really cared about, A. And B, I think this is really going to help out in the sense that you got a receiver that's got some size. And if everything goes well and he does good in the practice squad, he can learn the scheme, keeps his nose clean. <clears throat> this could be a pretty big deal. What do you think? Only a diehard Chiefs fan like Mike the intern <laughs> would see some positivity in that. Only one. You know what, Ned? I'm really considering getting myself a Josh Gordon Chiefs jersey when they start making them. <laughs> well, number one, he's being assigned to the practice squad that he'll be with the, the team. There are three aspects of this that really puzzle me. Number one, on offense, he's a wide receiver. We've always thought the Chiefs were loaded with wide receivers, Tyreek Hill and Nicole Hardman and the whole bunch of them, and maybe they aren't. Maybe the coaching staff isn't quite as confident in some of these guys as the media would like you to believe. That's number one. Number two, Josh Gordon is 30 years old. Hasn't played in the NFL since 2019, and oh, he was with some kind of fan, something or other fan. I don't even know what the heck that was, but it isn't the NFL. That I do know. And while he was with the Cleveland Browns for the better part of nine years, in and around the times he wasn't suspended, he did have over 4,000 yards in reception and 20 touchdowns in that career. Could have been a whole lot more. It isn't. And number three is the aforementioned six suspensions. Six separate times this guy has been suspended for substance abuse. What is it that allows the Chiefs to think that the seventh time's going to be all right? It, uh, hopefully it will be, and hopefully you'll be fine. But you have to think of all these factors that are going against them and why on the offense. Chiefs need help on defense, well, not on the offense. You don't see a bunch of DEs running around available right now. No, so that's, more, I mean, more defensive yeah, linemen. This either. is an opportunity I think Brett Veach took advantage of. That's just it, though. Is it an opportunity, and who are they going to let go of to bring in? Low risk, high possible reward. Maybe, and maybe not. We'll hey, have you to know see what, what happens. You know what else, though, too? The league's not testing for pot anymore, so he should be fine. Well, it, <laughs> if, if, if pot was it. I'm well, not the sure last that, one it was. The last one was marijuana, that is true, but there have been others that were not. That's why he received the lengthy suspensions that he did. Uh, The guy guy has talent, a great talent, number one draft choice, University of Utah, big star out there. This is a very unusual situation. Hopefully it'll work out for the Chiefs. I'm saying probably he makes his debut with us, Giants game. That could be. Could be. We'll see. I'm not putting any money on it, though. I already owe you too much. Um, Chocolate chips, the not bet. money. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it's legal now. It's cool. Uh, coach also out of the hospital, back to work this week, which is that's above and beyond the real good news for the Kansas City Chiefs organization. Is he's uh, doing better and he's back. So hopefully they can keep an eye on him and make sure he's all good. Uh, something else we need to keep an eye on is the Missouri State Bears. They are out of town this weekend. Who do they face? They go to Illinois State up at Normal, Illinois to play the Redbirds. 
And the Redbirds are coming off a 35-17 loss to Southern Illinois, a game in which Illinois State had the lead, and SIU, which is a very good team, pulled away from them. Bears are a good team. Uh, the early rankings that came out yesterday, Missouri State is 16th in America. Of course, Sam Houston State, the defending national champs, is number one. And South Dakota State, thankfully, the Bears do not play them this year. They're the, one of the two teams that are not on the Bears-Missouri Valley Conference schedule. But over and above that, the Bears do have the Redbirds coming up. It's a long-time rivalry. There is a bit of contention involved because last year, the Illinois State team was to have come down here in February and opened up the spring season, and the game was called off, canceled because of field situations here, and Illinois State wasn't happy with that. They wanted to play, and the Bears did not. So there's some, some contention about that whole thing. Coach Petrino doesn't want to even talk about it, but the fact is that is the next challenge for the Bears. Road game, see what happens. Razorback fans have been nothing but jelly beans and rainbows these last few weeks, man. And uh, for good reason. They got a great football team this year after a few years kind of in the dump or not too bad, but not too great. Not what they're accustomed to. They are they are very good defensively. Uh, offense, they get it done. And that's what counts. This victory they had on Saturday over Texas A&M is huge. Texas A&M's a good, good football team. And the Razorbacks went to Jerry's World, AT&T Stadium, which is always where they play Texas A&M, even though it's a division rival. They play them on a neutral site, at, well, alleged neutral site it's alleged. in Texas, and it's Texas yeah. A&M they're playing. But uh, the Razorbacks beat them and shut them down. 20-10 to 10 was the final. That's a big victory for Arkansas. It'll be an even bigger one this week if they go to Georgia, which is a high ranking among the top five teams in America. If Arkansas can go there and do well against the Georgia Bulldogs, watch out. Interesting things can happen. Yeah, definitely. You see any other interesting matchups you like this weekend on Saturday? This is a very big weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Arkansas game, Arkansas-Georgia, the uh, Missouri game with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's down. Missouri has a chance in this one. Missouri let me down. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know that's a sort of That's against Boston College, and that's a team they should have beaten. Yeah, absolutely. So tonight, the Cardinals will be chasing history. If they can get a dub, 17 straight. And that is a huge Huge accomplishments, especially when you look at the season the St. Louis Cardinals have had. It just, it's mind boggling. But you know what? Um, I've heard it being said. I've said it myself. They've got the uh, 2011 feel to them, at least right now. You like their chances tonight? Well, they're playing against the Milwaukee Brewers tonight, and Brandon Woodruff, who is arguably Milwaukee's top pitcher, is going for them. He's the one last week in Milwaukee who had him shut down, had the Cardinals beaten and then lost the game 2-1, to one, I think it was. So, you know, it, it's a crapshoot. Uh, and baseball, on a winning streak like this, is a crapshoot as well. The all-time record for wins in a season, straight wins, is 26. And it was set over 105 years ago by the New York Giants of uh, 1916. The American League record is 22 straight. And that was set just a few years ago by the Cleveland Indians. 2017 is when they nailed 22 straight. But the fact is, the Cardinals are approaching a record in terms of winning straight games at the end of a season. And that's pretty good. If, if they were to go through this week undefeated, and it's not inconceivable that that could happen, they would finish with 22 straight to end the season going into the playoffs. And that is, it's really remarkable in many respects 
But I think there are factors that are involved, too, that that they don't dissuade the situation. They don't negate it in any way, but it is different from what used to be the situation. Well, it was different from 1916. Baseball was a completely different game. And, uh, you know, some of these wins arguably were part of the seven-inning doubleheaders, weren't they? They were. There are a couple of them that were seven-inning doubleheaders. That is true. That has changed. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, the stars are aligned because they've had some very good fortune in winning that number of games. That's not to say they didn't deserve to win them, but uh, things have broken right for them. Chicago Cubs, base running, look like little leaguers out there. <laughs> um, I'm sure the Cubs fans love to hear that. Fail, failure to call a, a proper adjudication of things at Wrigley Field. Cubs themselves, not a major league team. They're more a triple-A minor league team at the moment. And there are just a number of factors that are involved, but... But don't misunderstand. You can't deny 16 straight wins going for 17. Absolutely. Go Cards. It's like Ned says and has said it before. It's baseball. It's all down to how the ball rolls. And right now, it's rolling right for the Cards, which is great. Uh, Let's stay in the history thing. Um, It was history in Cleveland yesterday when the Royals and the Cleveland Indians played. Why is that? Cleveland won the game 8-3. It is also historic because it is the last home game, last home game for Cleveland as the Indians. Now they're going to finish the season on the road, including tonight in Kansas City. They played yesterday in Cleveland, tonight they play at Kauffman Stadium and finish the season on the road. Next year they will be the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, I I thought it interesting that uh, one of the pictures in one of the news medias was a fan holding up Chief Wahoo, who has since been erased as a logo because it's insulting, uh, has a picture of Chief Wahoo saying, rest in peace, Cleveland Indians, 106 years of tradition, change, okay, that's the way they want it, the way it's going to be. So they'll be the Cleveland Guardians next year, last game as Cleveland Indians in Cleveland yesterday. Can't wait to see those new logos and what they look like. Uh, last but not least, I know your boys in the green and white played last night against the quote-unquote America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what? Uh, how you feel about this? I'm not sure my boys in green and white even showed up. It was not a very good game at all. Dallas won it 41 to 21. Dallas just skewed to Philadelphia all over the all over the field. Philly's defense couldn't do anything. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a very poor night, and he takes the blame for the loss. Uh, threw a couple of picks, had a, had a break in the first quarter. Dallas had an early 7 0 mm-hmm. lead, and Philadelphia recovered a fumble in the end zone for a touchdown to tie it up. No momentum there at all. Dallas came right back and ran him out of the ballpark. And you know who Philadelphia plays? I do, sir. And I'm I do. Sure that game was being well scouted. I <laughs> think they're going to be watching that, and uh, I I'm not going to say a word. Not right now. My team is one and two and last in their division, so I'm not going to say a damn thing but about it. Your team or our team in this case, because this is the Chiefs' station, uh, is a better team in Philadelphia. They are better. They are quicker. They have a better team concept, and that hurts because Nick Sirianni, who is Philadelphia's coach, is a former Chiefs assistant coach. And he has relatives like his in-laws here in Springfield. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, well, well, we won't say anything bad about it then. Oh, no. Hey, well, that's how it goes. Ned, you have a wonderful Tuesday, and I will see you tomorrow, sir. Yes, sir.